Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. We is back and I is excited for several reasons this week. Thank you for coming back and checking us out. Mikey Bones here along with Dismay Ballsack. <laughs> Hi. Hey. What's going on? Ballsack is here. The sack is, the sack is back. Yeah. yeah. The sack always is come back. back. I always come back. Unfortunately. What's happening? I mean, I'm, I'm proud of that name now after B's story. I'm his cat. Like, that's a name to be proud of now. Check you know out, what I mean? Check out Bobby Spitzer with two R's on Twitter. You're going to see some things. Oh, my God. He's, he's anyway. back on Twitter. That's dangerous. But, yeah. yeah you know, you say it as a bad thing, but it's actually, I'm proud of that now. You wish you so. were ball sack. Yeah, okay. Anyway, this man, we got a good fucking <laughs> week this week. Fresh off our anniversary yes. episode last week. Uh, uh, James, James Jude Courtney. Mr. Mm-hmm. Myers himself last week, and we're back in the saddle, baby. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, you know, we did two episodes last week because we did our one year. Yay, one year. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we had to start, you know, October off with the, I mean, how do you not start it off with Michael Myers? Hell yeah. So we uh, dropped that as our normal episode, and here we are with another banger. We're always working, working hard. Yeah, man. I'm excited about this you one. want to give it to him? I'll let you. I'll let you kind of run into this because we <sighs> talked so much about this movie. Hell yeah, dude. This, uh, <sighs> I'm excited because um, everybody knows, everybody who follows this show, follows me on Twitter. I'm a big Blair Witch fan, man. I defend that movie and I love that movie and everything it entailed. And we got Eduardo Sanchez. Here with us, the writer, the director of the original OG Blair Witch Project. And he, man, what a cool dude, right? He was so chill. And, um, you know, it's even after all these years, he's really excited to talk about these things. Like, you know, some of these people you look and you're like, oh, I hope they're not tired of talking about this stuff because, you know, they've been approached about it a million times. But um, this guy, even to this day, he's still really happy and really um thankful i guess to still be talking about it yeah so, um yeah it was really good to talk to him because there's a lot of questions that i had about stuff that you you know you watch the movie and you're like i wonder this or i wonder that so it was good <laughs> after all these years i guess to kind of get those answers and get them from him firsthand was just a great experience yeah it was because as i said um you'll hear in the interview that's coming up you know th- this movie like everything about it is a myth like it's a myth, a, mm-hmm. a, a movie that's about a myth, but the creating of the movie about a myth is kind of a myth because everybody <laughs> says, oh, this happened and that happened and, you know, this and that. And it's like I, being such a big fan of it. I, I got to just reiterate, I like I said, I mentioned this also in in the interview. 
if you're like 18, 19 years old, don't talk to me about Blair Witch. And <laughs> it's not even like to be a dick, but it's just. You had to experience yeah, it. Yeah, man. It wasn't a movie. It was a movie. It wasn't just a movie. And it was like this whole experience. And yeah, like, man, it was so much fun. And there was document a, a documentary made that they made for it, and a website, and these things they put like in random spots on the internet. And I remember sitting on AIM and talking to people. I remember we were on AOL, <laughs> fucking a- yeah, mm-hmm. kids. AOL. I bet you were a terrorizer, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. I got my account suspended a few times, but yeah, kids, <laughs> AOL was the shit back in the day, and man, they were AOL chat rooms about Blair Witch, mm-hmm. and I'd go into those, and man, it fucking, it was like just people piecing things together to figure out mm-hmm. if it was real or not, and I know that may sound crazy nowadays because information is just so easily got. As soon as mm-hmm. something happens, it's like trending on Twitter and. You have this and that, and it's like all over the fucking world. So that wasn't the case back in the day. Back in the day, you had to really do some searching. Like, yeah, that's why it was so confusing to people because all you could go based off of what they gave you, and that's what was so clever. That's why I've always really admired this, um, because of the marketing and and everything behind the scenes. I guess that went into it to try to sell this movie as much as they did with all of the background info and. And the names and the towns and the the, the whole story just I just it's it's a lot of work and they really um, not only did it well but I mean they they put a lot of passion into it as well. You could tell that this is something they really wanted to do right. The actors' families in real life were getting condolence cards. It it was just such a movement, and like you said, you didn't know. Because obviously mm-hmm. they're marketing it to you know make people think it's real, because you know they're they're marketing a movie and like we we didn't know, you know we we mm-hmm. obviously there were found footage movies before the Blair Witch Project, but there weren't that many, and this kind of was it was new to a lot of people, and it wasn't like you can just fucking go on some website and look up a movie like one of the original found footage movies and watch them. Like if you didn't have them on VHS or whatever, you didn't have them, you know, and Mm. if you didn't know anybody in your family or friend who has seen them, you probably didn't hear about them. So this was new, brand new to fucking uh, most people. And everyone didn't know what the hell was going on. So like I said, there was stuff on the internet. You could download shit on Napster. They had videos and Mm -hmm. stuff that, like, it was just crazy what they did, and, man, I'll defend this movie to the end of time. Also, we mentioned our anniversary episode was last week. We actually did an episode, it was our sixth episode on Blair Witch, and uh, Corner Pocket and I actually went to see, there was a bar in Brooklyn that was showing the Blair Witch on, you know, they had like a little theater room, mm-hmm. and they had uh, these people there doing a live score to the movie because obviously the you know the movie didn't have any music or anything so right. they kind of added that and it was cool and obviously we got into talking about the movie itself and man i just really it's i've always found this movie so intriguing it's it's just one of them things that were um he said it within the interview but how all the stars lined up i guess um you know just the era that it was done in with the early you know digital um age i guess they could 
they could play off of that to to their advantage and they did it well and and um just everything just came into play just the right time for what it was and it just it's just one of them things that just worked out and uh was a, a huge success you know thinking now i mean yeah the stars aligned for it but i think it was more they took advantage with with a lot of things there there's you know there's avenues to get to places and mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't utilize them correctly, you're not gonna get very far. So it's like they not only yeah it aligned and everything was perfect, but it's like they took advantage of the the time they were in and the internet at the level it was at and like all this stuff. So yeah, it aligned, but they also took advantage and did it very well. So you know if they didn't do it right, that all that would have meant nothing. So yeah. I, I just. I, I can't wait for people to listen because it's really insightful. This movie is really important, and yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. Me too. It was uh no, it was really good to hear from him. Um, even after all these years, like like you said, there's people that won't understand it, but people like us that have always wondered these things, there's a lot of answered questions in here, so it's that's good. Yeah. So let's run through the shout-outs real quick this minute. You can go to 12nightsofhorror.com, promotehorror.com, and horrormoviesandstuff.com. You can go check them out. They're your source for horror stuff, information, all them things. And 12 Nights of Horror is still a sexy motherfucker. <laughs> Thriller Michael Jackson. Thriller. 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 Jacket and everything with the zippers. So um, we also have to give... <laughs> A uh, fantasy football update this May. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you don't want to talk about it. He's you been bothering me. All, he's been bothering me all night about this. Listen, he's been bothering me all night, guys. All night. I've had to hear it already. Since week one, just, we're in week four now. Since week okay, one of the season, I just want to add that what's my we're recording on a Sunday. Yeah, and so he was just like overly excited mm-hmm. that we had to do this today. Oh yeah, because he's like fresh off his win. I'll go ahead and ruin that for you. He's fresh off his win. Oh, oh, oh wow. Beyond excited now. So You're on a whole nother level of salty, aren't you? You're on a whole nother level <laughs> so of Mount I Salt. Just ruined it for you. Yeah, you, you did. Go. You tried to steal my shine, but that's okay, Dismay. I whooped that ass on Dismay Ball Sack. <laughs> you were talking that shit, Dismay. You were talking it since fucking <laughs> before the season started. You said you were going to beat me. This, this, and that. What happened? What happened? Um. What happened is Bones uh, took several hours to go through his roster and go through and like he was, he even said it I think on Twitter or somewhere that he was done messing with us or whatever. Oh yeah. So he painstakingly went through all of the players and all everything. Yep. Versus me, that doesn't change anything uh, for weeks. So you did change I some things, but that. that's why. That's why you won. No, I did that the week before because I yeah, did not. I, I took some. I took one person out. That's well, that's your fault. But I'm just saying that that just shows the difference in between me that doesn't play and doesn't care, um, goes on luck. Which I mean, I still won week one, which you lost to Taylor Swift lover. If you want to bring that up again, dismay. So, I'm just glad Todd from Alaska beat you. Don't bring up bullshit this man. Todd, Todd, 
Bob says he's coming on Slasher Radio and he's he's gonna take it over, so we'll see. You better quit talking about old shit this May. Don't you yeah. act like you didn't catch this ass whooping. I didn't told you. Oh, I I already announced it to everybody. Oh no. Oh no, you didn't the first thing I did. No, you didn't. I did. Last week you weren't doing it. The week before you weren't doing it. The week before that you weren't doing it. You were talking that shit this week. That's what we just opened this whole segment up with. And I said he's fresh off his win. I'm talking about. Go back and listen to that again. I'm talking about that. Everything before. All these weeks coming up, you were talking that shit this week. And you caught these hands. And I also told you people, I guaranteed three wins in a row. I warned you people. Not only did I say I was going to whoop this maze ass. No, no, no. Oh. Not only did I say I was going to do that, I guaranteed three wins in a row. Yeah, I started off Rocky. Yeah, I started off Rocky. <laughs> I was on two. I'm not going to lie. It's there. You can look it up. You can look it up. But I guaranteed three wins in a row. I'm going to be three and two to start out the first five weeks of this damn season. Mm-hmm. And damn it, dismay, I'm on my way. I got one more win oh. to guarantee my three in a row. Oh. That's right, dismay. That's right. Okay. Split right. fantasy we'll caught see. these hands. You caught these hands, and next week roommates are my parents. Gonna get this work. Who'd you catch the hands from? I'm not, stop bringing up old shit. I'm talking about now. T- you just you were just going through your wins. That's last and week. Your last week and this week. That's not old. That's yeah. recent. No, That's you relevant. Mentioned all of them. And no. next week I'm talking about the future. Roommates yeah, are my okay. parents. So you don't want to mention. He don't want to mention Todd from Alaska. That's Fuck like Todd from Alaska. Fuck Todd from yeah, Alaska. Okay. And when I play him again, I'm gonna whoop his monkey ass. Yeah. This man, I'm yeah, gonna okay. whoop it. I'm a wolf bit like a badass child of Walmart this May. Mm-hmm. I'm not playing around. I'm done playing around. I told you. Is this for the next week? Because it looks like you're at a loss here for next week. No, 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 this May. No, no, no. I got plenty of tricks up my sleeve. Don't worry oh, about okay. me. Don't worry about me. Worry about that ass whooping okay. I just served you up this week on a platter. Okay. On a platter. See how, see how intense he is with it? Oh, yeah. Like he, he spends hours looking at this, like looking at dudes and trying to figure out who's best and I don't fuck around this man. I don't fuck around. I'm coming back on everybody. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Todd from Alaska, he done got his monkey ass whooped this week. So he has <laughs> fallen to one and three. Roommates and my parents beat him. So roommates and my parents are gonna be two and two. He's gonna be two and three next week. I can tell you that. I can tell you that I've mm-hmm. put it in the books. Nobody's perfect and uh breakers, they're still battling it out. We still gotta wait for the for one more game. We don't know it's up in the air, but it looks like nobody's perfect. It's gonna go to four and zero. Oh. Damn it! I'm one of his, his mm. victories. I'm not gonna lie. Breakers looks like he's gonna <laughs> drop to two and two. Split fantasy uh, and Alex uh, Alex's amazing team. They're still battling it out. It looks like split fantasy is gonna take it. Go to three and one and fucking Alex's amazing team. Alex, man. Oh and four, damn, <laughs> damn, man. Oh man, he needs some help. Uh, Is it Wilson, like Doza? what? Is it like Doza? Man, fuck Doza, <laughs> fuck Doza. He picked up his first win in a season and a quarter today, and in, in my oh personal my god, but it's, it don't count. It don't count. It's not. It a does win. count. No, it doesn't. You want to know why it don't it count? It does count. You want to know why, why it don't count? Because this some bitch. He was playing against somebody who did not touch their lineup. Their quarterback was well, on bye week. I don't either. Week, but their quarterback was on bye week. And their running back was on bye week. They had two players who didn't play this week. 
not due to injury okay. and they didn't know and they they were off this week. Like you know, Okay, but winning's winning. That you don't want to win. And he still it's almost still lost. He only yeah. lost he only won yeah. by like eleven. This <laughs> fucking winning is winning. No, it's not. So this good, to, good, good for him. He did a great job. I awesome. know you try and back into a couple wins, but you you don't want to win like you don't want to go out like that. I'd rather lose with dignity than pick yeah, up a win okay. like that. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, Wilson the Locket and uh, Dwight Shroop, Shroop the Whoop, Shrooty. They're still battling it out. It looks like Dwight's gonna pick up the win. Fucking, he needed it, boy. He's 0-3. It looks like he's going to get his first win against Wilson the Locket, who's going to go oh, down. Maybe, maybe going to be 2-1. Uh, we don't know. We got to see what happens. <sighs> and this brings me to uh, kind of a personal rival. I mean, I, I feel offended just by his presence in this league. Oh. Bare naked brains. Yeah. It looks like he's going to pick up a win. It's pretty safe to say. Like It would take yeah, a lot for it to not happen. He's going to be fucking 4-0, which really makes me Ooh. mad. So he's his fellow Chicago Bulls fan. I don't know how a Bulls fan became a Patriots fan, but god damn. But, yeah, so he's going to be 4-0. He's going to be 4-0. I can't wait to play him. I can't <laughs> wait to play him. You can't wait to lose? Oh, I, I'm d- d- Dismay. What did I tell <laughs> you? I'm on what? a roll. I'm doing okay, it. Okay, but this is bare naked Brady. I don't, I don't give a damn who it is. He's on fire. So I'm on fire. fire. I'm on fire. You are in the, you, I'm man, on you fire. Barely smoke. You're smoking. That's it. I'm you, an inferno. You picked up a little little win here or there, and now you think you're all hot shit. I'm telling I'll you, tell you what, Brady is on fire. Mm-mm, mm-mm, fire. Mm-mm. He is hot. Week hot. ten, I play bare naked Brady's. Week ten. He's got a couple Week people on. Week ten is a loss for Bones. Got a couple I'm just people on. Map that out for you. I mean, I got a, my right tight ends on bye week, but they I can figure that out. But he's got a couple people on bye week, so I'm gonna have to give him these hands. This may can't wait mm-hmm. for Week ten. Yeah, okay. I'm already sixty five per. Oh, oh, he's gonna. Oh, oh, I'm already announcing I'll show my you victory. Up his he ain't yeah. got nothing but Tom Brady tattoo somewhere yeah, up his sleeve. Shout he out won't to give nobody Brady's. else credit. He's four and zero. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Oh, okay. Anyway, so well, you 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 should because he's probably going to be on the episode. So he ain't gonna be, no, you know. no, no. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, if you and I, you or I win, which we know you ain't winning. So if if I mm-hmm. even if I win, if he's like second, he gets to come on. So I mean, maybe he'll be okay. On the episode, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So you better make amends with him. Me and him, I'm not making amends. Me and him are gonna battle it out. I hope he is on the damn thing. Mm. But <laughs> anyway, but I think I think that's it for the fantasy football. I think we hit everything we needed to hit. Uh, what am I forgetting? I don't know. Uh, all right, should we give it to him, dismay? Give him the old. Give it, old. Him, give, give it to him. Give it to him. Bones. Give it to him. All right, enjoy, guys. We'll catch you on the other side.
As promised last week, we we announced that we were going to have a special guest with us, and we do have Eduardo Sanchez, director, writer of the original Blair Witch Project, um, Book of Shadows, and all kinds of other fun stuff we're going to discuss. Me, myself, I am a huge, like as April can attest, I am like constantly bringing up Blair Witch. It's just one of my, you know, I'm a huge fan of the, the original film, and that that I would I would imagine is your most notable piece of work uh publicly what was the inspiration to the story that you you created for this movie i understand that you and daniel were still in college when you guys came up with the Blair witch project yeah um, yeah man we're talking about you know the state of horror movies and we were talking about the movies that scared us when we were kids and we came you know we kind of uh ended up talking about this show called in search of uh which learned nimoy hosted uh in the 70s and how, you know, how scary that show was and how influential it was, you know, as far as like, um, you know, in the, you know, in kind of developing the, the, the horror, you know, the, we just thought that those movies were so scary, you know, were scary, like Legend of Boggy Creek, the kind of the movies that kind of, uh, you know, skirted reality a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, played in, in like, like, like played themselves as, as real, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so we were like, you know, I wonder if you could do that, you know, to a modern audience. So, you know, we kind of played around with the idea and we, you know, toyed with it um, for a while. And then, but we didn't do anything with it for, you know, uh, a few years. Um, but yeah, that was the original, the idea was just basically, you know, uh, uh, kind of the fake documentary. And, you know, we, we when we took our inspiration from, uh, you know, uh, things like uh, th- that show in search of that was really the biggest uh, motivating factor for the, mo- the motivation for us as far as like or inspiration for us as far as Blair Witch is, you know, that, that show in search of. So you mentioned that it was uh, a couple of years. What was it? Um, what was preventing you guys from jumping on it? Was it, you know, looking for backers financially or still working on the story? What was the delay in the, in that process? It was a little bit of, um, I mean, you know, it was, it's always about finding money because mm-hmm. you can never, you know, find money. Um, so there's always that aspect to it, but also it was just, um, uh, it, it was more of like, we, uh, you know, we, we were doing other things, you know, like we were still in film school and, and uh, Dan was working on stuff. I was working on other stuff and, you know, Blair Witch, it wasn't even Blair Witch at the time. It was just like, you know, this Woods movie idea or whatever. Uh, you know, it kind of just took a back seat to the stuff that we were already, you know, that we had already been working on. Uh, and then it wasn't until later um, that we kind of, you know, came back in like, I think in, ni- in 96, like five, probably five years after we came up with the idea was where we kind of made, you know, kind of talked to, you know, Dan and I kind of talked and we're like, you know, we, we should do something with this, uh, you know, this Woods movie idea. And that's when really we started really going uh, fully into development and, and, you know, got a, a bunch of our, you know, got our partners involved uh, that ended up being the team that, that, that produced the film. Yes, you had mentioned that, you know, it's hard to get money in the <clears throat> first place and you guys ended up with a really limited budget um, as it was once you did get it, but you turned it into something um, ahead of its time and it became this, you know, enormous successful movie. Um, did you ever dream that, you know, having this limited budget would turn around and make such an impact on the horror genre? Well, no, I mean, you know, I think, no, that was like not even part of the discussion. 
Um, I, I, for us, the, the big thing for us was just trying to, you know, you know, the Blair Witch, the Blair Witch idea was like the cheapest idea that we had um, that we could make, you know, and, and we realized that nobody was going to give us any money until we proved ourselves. So we, you know, we were like, what can we do? That's, you know, the cheapest idea and Blair Witch happened to be that idea. So that's really why, uh, you know, we ended up doing uh, Blair Witch, but you know, it was, uh, what's, what's the second part of the question? I'm sorry. I uh, just just asked if you ever thought it would have such an impact on the genre with the being oh, such yeah, a yeah. No, yeah, no, Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that it was, uh, you know, we, you know, obviously we, there's no way to predict that. I mean, we even, even when it was happening, we, you know, it was hard to believe. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, it was just something that, you know, we, we knew that it was a good idea. We knew it was a cheap idea. And, um, you know, we, we inspired the right people to kind of come in and help us. And, uh, you know, and, and that was really all. And all we wanted really was to sell the movie to, you know, you know back then, I mean, this is like the, early, this is like the you know, uh, you know, 1997, 1998. So, you know, our whole thing was just trying to, you know, maybe sell it to cable, sell it to HBO, or, mm-hmm. you know, we weren't even thinking of a theatrical run. I mean, we were just like, let's just sell it to video and, you know, maybe make a, a little bit of money and maybe we can put that money into the next movie. And, you know, that was, it was just kind of a stepping stone for us. So none of us expected the success. I mean, we, you know, it was a cool idea and we, you know, we hoped that it would be successful, but, you know, the, the idea of like, you know, ending up where it ended up, you know, making the amount of money it ended up and making and just kind of becoming, uh, you know, kind of this classic, uh, we never, you know, imagined in our wildest dreams that that was going to happen, you know? It's it's crazy because um, we've been lucky enough to have you know several people such as yourself that were behind such legendary films and you know, we always ask that question where you know when you were making and we always I guess kind of expect this oh yeah I've seen it coming but it's just it's kind of a a dumb question in a way because you know who could predict that something could go and make an impact such as projects like Blair Witch but it's, we always expect some like oh yeah we knew all along but it's kind of impossible to really yeah I mean do you even grasp it now what it's done I mean I, I yeah I, I think it's like I think you're right I think that uh, that they're uh, you know that you can't predict that kind of thing it was just it's just kind of like this you know phenomenon that no I don't think anybody could have predicted that you know yeah. We had talked to um, James Jude Courtney recently. He plays Michael Myers in the newest film, and he mentioned like early on he he wanted to be an actor, and he knew that's what he wanted to do. So, um, so it does vary, I guess, on on uh, the situation. But um, so you know, he he saw his success coming and whatever. And um, so I thought that maybe you guys would have because a lot of these smaller projects, you know, these uh, there's so much passion behind them, and they can they can actually yeah. turn around like yours did, and yours proved prove that point yeah absolutely and you know i mean look you know you always um you know you you know i mean at least the the most of the filmmakers that i know when you make a movie you know you're hoping you know you're trying to make a good movie and you're you know especially when you're doing it for low for 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 no money i mean that's all the passion is all you have Mm -hmm. so you know everybody you know you have a, a certain optimism to you know every project you do but as far as like you know you know you know spending time thinking about how successful it was going to be, you know, like that's, you know, you, 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 uh, you know, you can't really spend too much time doing that, but um, you know, it was completely unexpected for, for everybody involved. Right. And um, I, 
I feel like the era that the film was released in was part of its success because it was kind of the transition to the early digital era, you know, um, with um, internet and, and stuff like that. So um, did that help sell the true story idea behind the film? Because it was sort of a new take to, to horror films. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the, the you know, the, the movie, you know, I think, um, you know, was, was, uh, you know, I think, uh, that, you know, it was kind of unique, not, you know, not many people, nobody had really seen something like that. It was kind of, it was, you know, it was basically a home movie. It was mm-hmm. kind of ridiculously simple. Um, and I, but I, but so I think that it was, uh, you know, it, it, it definitely needed kind of a component to kind of explain to certain, you know, audience members, or at least to kind of, uh, you know, even thing or, you know, smooth things out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it needed that. And it was just like the perfect, you know, time to do it. You know, um, the internet was still very young, you know, there was just no YouTube or Facebook or, you know, um, anything like that. So it was a very small place and you could kind of, um, you know, you, you could lie easier, you know, you could, uh, at least, you know, you could, you could kind of make up stuff and, and, you know, people have had, still had very limited, uh, you know, resources to find out, like, you know, like I always bring up the, the, you know, the example of like the, you know, we, we made the, the characters go to Montgomery college, which is a college that I went to in Rockville and, you know, Heather, Mike and Josh did not, you know, did not go to Montgomery college. Um, you know, and, and, you know, and back in those days, I mean, you know, unless you had, um, you know, access to somehow to get into the records or whatever, it would Mm -hmm. would be very difficult to find out if anybody had gone to Montgomery college or not, you know, nowadays, you you can look on Facebook and, you know, you can see there's a lot of resources as far as like, you know, finding out where people went to school and all that stuff. So, you know, it was just easier to kind of get away with that. And, you know, it wasn't like we were trying to fool people. We were just trying to create this like world that, you know, could exist if people kind of searched it, you know, even if people searched a little bit on the internet, we just felt that that was, you know, it was this mystery, you know, at the end, at the end of the day, you, you, you know, we didn't, we didn't say what happened to those kids, you know, it was, was, it's an unsolved, you know, murder, you know, basically it's unsolved disappearance uh, or disappearances. So for us, it was like, it'd be cool to have to let the audience kind of investigate and kind of figure out, you know, and kind of look at the facts, you know, after the movie or even before the movie, you know? So you know, that, that was, that, you know, it certainly was a special time, you know, in, at the internet. And, you know, and I think it was just a perfect time for something like Blair Witch. Oh, yeah. that That's something I've always said about this movie. It was the perfect storm. Because, like you said, like nowadays yeah. you could just Google, is the Blair Witch Project real? And something will come up. But you were, you came, you yeah. did this in a time where people didn't know. It was just people, other people, what they think. So you see people saying it is and it isn't. So I I, I think that's what my passion for this movie is because I was, I was in the internet age during that time. Like I, you, I was your demographic and uh-huh. I got lost in it. I jumped in the rabbit hole and just like, like you, you play along with the story and you don't know what's reality and what's not like you guys play that line yeah. so well. Yeah, no, thanks man. I mean, it was fun. You know, it was like, um, you know, for us it was kind of like, and I think we've always, you know, you know, as far as you know doing projects and stuff it's like you know what kind of stuff do i want to see and and for me it was like for us you know the guys who did blair witch it was this this is the kind of movie that we wanted to see this is the kind of like weird mystery that we would have liked to uncover you know on the web you know and we just thought you know we like we love those um 
you know, like those choose your adventure mm -hmm. books when I was a kid, you know, like that was really the only interactive kind of, um, you know, opportunities we had back then, you know, before video games, before computers. And, you know, not that the, not that the marketing, you know, was, you know, kind of choose your own adventure, but it sort of was like you yeah. could kind of do, you know, it was kind of like choose your own investigation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think I, I always loved that idea, the idea of like, you know, and I still do like, you know, making, you know, the film is only part of the idea of the, you know, of the story. Um, you know, and for us, it was like, you know, we had no money. I mean, now, you know, like, you know, obviously, you know, you have these, you know, Star Wars and Marvel who have these, you know, huge universes that are all, you know, interrelated and stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of resources going to that. You know, we had to do that with, you know, you know, with very minimal money, you know, so, you know, it was, it was definitely, you know, we just took the tools that we, you know, had and we kind of just took advantage of it and we, you know, we got lucky too, so. Oh yeah. And you mentioned this was this movie was kind of like a mystery, but even the whole process of making this film is still kind of a mystery to us as viewers. So some of these questions are kind of like it's just always stuff that I've seen and I've wondered about it and there's rumors been going around that this happened and that happened. So some some of my questions yeah. might be more geared to that, but I'll I don't know if you said it publicly yourself, but the the kind of um I don't know the word for it, but it's always been said that the film was this. There was no real written script for a lot of stuff, and a lot of the actors just improvised most of their dialogue. Do you feel that if if it's even true, do you feel that that was important, and how important was it for that in the film and the um, making it so realistic? I, I mean, I, I think it was crucial, mm -hmm. um, and I think it was you know it was like part of our plan from the very beginning was the idea that, you know, the actors were going to improvise all the dialogue. So the script, you know, was basically, uh, you know, more of an outline. I mean, it was definitely a script, um, you know, in, in script format, but it was like a script without dialogue. Um, so, you know, but, but, but other than that, I mean, you know, we definitely, um, you know, did our best to kind of, write a story and, and have the actors kind of follow a you know, as conventional a story as possible, but at the same time have this, you know, very, um, you know, very free kind of uh, shooting style where, um, you know, there were no lines, you know, there were just kind of basic scene ideas, you know, and then, uh, you know, we let them, uh, you know, kind of improvise and, 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 you know, come up with their own beats and come up with their own dialogue and, you know, um, so, you know, and that was part of the reason why we used their, you know, their real names is that we wanted to, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, like, you know, inundate these these actors as much as possible um, in, in this world, you know, like submerse these people as much as possible, you know, as much as legally possible, <laughs> um, uh, you know, it, and, you know, and, and luckily, you know, they were, you know, we cast, you know, great you know, the, the perfect actors, you know, we really did. I mean, you know, uh, I, I always talk about this, the idea of like, you know, Heather being, you know, a, a, a woman in her early twenties, I guess she was at the time or, you know, and, you know, going into the woods of Maryland with, you know, not only, you know, filmmakers that, you know, not only actors that she doesn't know, but, you know, filmmakers that she doesn't know and, you know, asked to go into the woods and, you know, live with these two strange men, you know? Um, and, and, you know, so 
I think that, you know, we definitely, you know, there was, there was a reason why we cast her, you know what I mean? There was this fearlessness to her. And, um, you know, so I think that there's, uh, you know, that, that, that was, uh, you know, you know, that, that, that energy that, that they brought to the, to the film was crucial. We always, from the very beginning, the whole idea was that they, you know, the actors have to improvise the dialogue because you don't want, you know, you don't want people trying to remember lines, you know, saying you, and, and the way, and we auditioned in that way too. We auditioned in a very improv, um, you know, uh, friendly way uh, or improv heavy way so that we could, um, you know, so that these, so, because we knew that they were going to improv the movie. I mean, that was, it was part of the, the, the ad and that we put in backstage was, you know, improv feature film, you know, that, that was what we put, you know, out there. So we knew from the very beginning that we were going to do that. So. And another thing I thought helped sell the release was all of the marketing and, and stuff behind it. Um, like the documentary that came out, you know, and people were just shook by that, you know, uh, did you guys have your hands in this marketing and advertisement for this or, um, and what inspired the ideas behind it? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, um, it was, uh, it was kind of all hands on deck situation with, uh, you know, with Blair Witch, like even through the marketing, um, you know, at least the early part of the marketing, uh, you know, uh, we, we saw the film at Sundance to, you know, artisan and they, um, you know, there was a, some people over there that really seemed to get the movie. Um, and, you know, so I think the, you know, uh, they saw the website and they saw, uh, you know, uh, kind of the fake photographs we had built and mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the fake news reel and all this stuff that we had, you know, uh, and, you know, they, so, so, you know, they knew that we had a bunch of stuff and we could do it. So, um, you know, and, and they really did, you know, collaborate with us. Like they did really ask, they really did ask us, you know, you know, you know, what, what, you know, advice as far as like, you know, input as far as like, you know, the marketing, they, they really, it was really a great relationship um, during the marketing of that film. Um, but, you know, we all kind of agreed that, you know, it was, you know, it, it was, you know, obviously a really strange little film. Um, and, you know, we hoped that it was going to have success, but even, even at that point, we had no idea what was going to happen. So, uh, but they, you know, they were very tied into the, to the, to the marketing. So they asked us, you know, we have this, you know, uh, an hour spot, um, with sci-fi channel, you know, we have this slot for an hour and we could do like a marketing thing for the movie. Would you guys have anything, you know, you have any ideas for what, you know, you could do. And we were like immediately like, well, yeah, we have, you know, all this footage that we haven't used. And we could do like a little, you know, one hour documentary about, you know, the legend of Blair Witch and, you know, uh, you know, all that other stuff. So that's how Curse of the Blair Witch uh, came to be. And, you know, and we were, you know, when, when you sell a movie, um, you, 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 know, you don't get paid until or you don't get paid like the real money until you deliver the movie. Mm. Um, so, you know, we were like, you know, fresh out of Sundance with this really successful movie and we had sold it and it was, everybody was, you know, oh my God, I can't believe whatever, but we still hadn't been paid. So we were like still living paycheck, you know, we, we still, we didn't have any paychecks. I mean, we were just like still, you know, you know, starving really. I mean, we, we were just kind of out of money. So um, we, you know, we kind of like, we're like, yeah, we had this idea. So we kind of jumped on the concept and they really loved, you know, the idea. And so we wrote it and we directed it and we, you know, edited it in the house in uh in orlando 
And, uh, you know, and it was, a, you know, it was just a really fun thing. And we got paid to do it, which was a huge thing for us because mm. we, you know, we wanted to eat. We still needed to eat and stuff uh, and pay rent. So, um, you know, so, so, you know, it was kind of a, a you know, uh, you know, the marketing was part, you know, we obviously wanted to help the film, but also we wanted to, you know, feed ourselves. Right? We wanted to get paid a little bit. Um, and, you know, and they were really cool with it. I mean, they, you know, uh, I think we turned in, you know, I don't remember many notes coming from them. Like they really did trust what we were doing and, um, and, you know, they were behind us, you know, hundred percent on everything. And, and, uh, you know, and that, you know, so there was just a great partnership, you know, from the very beginning. So it's, um, yeah. And it, and it really is a rarity, you know, it's like, I don't, you know, there was, there was really a lot of, um, a, a very unique relationship, I think, between the filmmakers and the studio on, on Blair Witch that, um, I, I haven't, you know, I haven't experienced again, you know, since. So. Yeah, it seems like everything came together, like, just perfect. And so once, you know, once it started hitting fans and they started talking to their friends and it kind of spread, you know, around the world and everybody was wondering if it was real and if it wasn't. And uh, you got, you know, people scared to walk into the woods at this point because, uh, you know, they didn't know whether it was true or not. And it's, you know, this is a scary film. So uh, as a filmmaker, what's it like knowing that you, you know, have affected viewers in that way that, you know, it even makes them scared to go into the woods even these days? Oh, it's, I mean, you know, you've got to love it, you know. I mean, it, it is, you know, just a little disturbing, um, you know, that, that you know, that you, uh, that, you know, something I've done, I was a part of doing, you know, has, you know, affected, you know, certain people and, you know, whatever. And, you know, I mean, obviously, I, you know, it's, it, but, you know, I think people... Uh, they do love to be scared, and I think uh, it's it's like the biggest compliment when people are like, "Oh, it scared the crap out of me," and they, mm -hmm. you know, it did this to me, or whatever. Yeah, and most people are, you know, it's a it's a, you know, they're they're not really mad at me or anything. But it, you know, I actually have run into some people that you know really did not like the movie, and you know, you could feel that, you know, yeah, that there's a certain, a certain anger um, <laughs> there. But but it, most people, you know, when I, you know that I, you know, meet up with are, are very cool and, you know, there are a lot of fans out there, but yeah, it was, um, you know, th that was, uh, you know, it was, it, it was kind of special that way. Yeah. I was, I was talking to my brother and I had let him know that I had an interview and that, you know, he knows he doesn't actually like horror much, but he knows your film. And, um, he said that's one of the scariest ones to him cause he's a hunter. So he spends a lot of time in the woods so uh, that's kind of where oh, my yeah. question stemmed from because, you know, he, he's not even into horror, but he knows your film. And then on top of that, it, yeah. it scares him to death even even to this day. Yeah, yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's like it's the fear of the woods. You know, it's the fear of camping. I mean, that's really where I think Dan and I kind of came up with the, the genesis of, you know, Blair Witch is just being in the woods and, and not and hearing noises and not knowing, you mm -hmm. know, what, what is making those noises, you know. Yeah, April and I were having a discussion a few weeks ago, and there's a lot of things I would do that I'd be ashamed of for money, and there is no amount of money that can get me in the middle of the woods like that after that movie, <laughs> like, no joke. Even <laughs> your film was part of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, um, you know, I'm really into Bigfoot, and um, mm -hmm. I've, been in, I've been invited to, you know, Bigfoot camping trips to, you know, go find... And, you know, I, I am kind of tempted to do it, but at the same time, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, <laughs> that's not what, that's not my idea of fun. You know, even if we yeah. do run into something, I just, that's not my, that's not, you know, that's, 
that's not fun for me, you know, <laughs> um, being in the middle of the woods and, and hoping that something is out there, you know, making noises and stuff. No, that's not fun for me, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I wonder what's out there, too. But the problem is what happens when you run into it? And then what do you do? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do we really, do we really want to piss this thing off? I don't want to know that. Do we really want to? Yeah, yeah. Do we really want to? You know. So yeah, it's you know like like I've always been um, you know I, I scare pretty easily, um, and I think um, you know I, part of that uh, you know fear uh, you know that, that it, it kind of makes me a, a, I think. A, a, I use that that fear in my heart and my films a lot, you know. Um, it, it, I, I freak myself out pretty easily. Kind of getting back to what I was saying before about, you know, this the making of this film being such a mystery, there's always been a rumor that um, there were, you know, the actors, the, the food was kind of scarce with them because you guys wanted to create real tension and have that translate on the cameras. Is that story true? Yes. Yes, wow. yes. We, we, um, I mean, you know, it wasn't like starvation rations, you know, like, um, yeah. but like in the, in the, you know, cause our thing was like, and, and the actors knew that we were going to mess with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they never once, you know, none, you know, none, none of them, you know, not, not the three of them, any of the three of them ever were like, okay, that's too much. Or, don't do this or I'm getting pissed off, whatever. I mean, they were just open, you know, and we were obviously, you know, respectful to mm-hmm. make it safe and make sure that, you know, it, it was not, we were just being sadistic, but it was part of, you know, trying to make a movie, you know, we, I think that they, they trusted us and we trusted them, you know? So, um, but they, you know, they, they definitely, uh, you know, uh, felt a certain amount of fear out there, you know, in, in the woods, like Mike Williams told me, you know, like, you know, that he was, you know, how freak the one of the first things he told me after we wrapped was like, man, you have no idea how freaky it is to be woken up by little kids, you know, outside your tent and, and, you know, where you're camping. I mean, that even, he said that for, for a little bit, he was like really scared. Like, you know, like <laughs> he didn't have to act, you know? So for us, you know, the, the food thing was like, you know, at the end of the trip, you know, they are running out of food, you know? So we kind of, you know, we didn't want to like, completely starve them but i think we you know we definitely started cutting their rations and i think by the end you know we were just down to um you know i mean my uh, i wasn't in charge of the food but i think we were you know we were down to a couple of bananas and you know uh you know granola bar or something like you know pretty minimal by the last you know couple days um but you know like i said they they never you know they, they never complained you know they were totally 100 percent into you know the experiment you know what I mean? And that's the only reason it worked. You know, we cast the, the perfect actors and we, and, and, you know, and like you said earlier, it's like, you know, all the stars aligned for this movie and the casting was, you know, definitely, definitely one of those major stars that aligned, you know, or the planets that aligned, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another thing was kind of, you guys were for the most part, just in the middle of the woods for filming this with really no access to, you know, regular amenities. So what was some of the, the harder factors of filming kind of in those kind of conditions? Um, it's always hard, um, you know, when you're in the woods, uh, because, you know, it's just harder to get around. Um, and there's always the, you know, the, the, your footing is always uneven. So there's always like, you know, the risk of people falling, especially at night, you know, walking around at night, we were 
that was a big thing for us. Like, you know, how are we going to walk around and you know, be try to, you know, cause we knew we had, we had to sneak up on them and stuff. So that was part of it too. Like just how do we safely, you know, what's the safest way we can get around. Um, so, um, you know, you know, obviously that was the, the, the bigger part. What was the, I'm sorry, what was the original question? No, that was kind of it. Just, you know, being out there, what was some of the harder, the harder stuff that you guys had to deal with? And that definitely sounds like just navigating around safely. It would definitely be, be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and the biggest thing was that, you know, we didn't want, um, them, you know, we, you know, we, that the safety was, you know, not only the actors, but the crew. And, you know, we, you know, the last thing we want to do is have somebody get hurt. Yeah. That's the last thing you want on, on any film, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, and, 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 you know, it was cold and, um, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't super fun. And that's why, you know, again, like, you know, you gotta like, you know, just kind of tip your hat to, you know, Mike, Josh and Heather, because, you know, they, you know, they did it, man. They were out there and it, it wasn't, it probably wasn't, you know, it wasn't super fun, you know, sometimes, you know, but they, they just loved it. And, and, uh, you know, and they gave it, they gave it their all, you know? Yeah, and they they spent a lot of time in the woods, of course, you know, in the film. And at the end of the movie, you know, I would think that um, people would expect to see the witch, but she, you know, of course, you never see her. But her presence was so felt in the movie with all the things you did with it, with the sounds and and the, you know, the rocks and stuff like that. But were you concerned with at all with the idea to not show her on the screen? Um, hold on a second, there's a. Okay, oh, it's gone. <laughs> um, no, we, we, you know, we were, we, I mean, we did struggle with it. I mean, you know, obviously, like, you know, that's the biggest thing of any, you know, any movie really, but especially a horror movie is like, you know, what, how do you end it? You know what I mean? How do you like, and for us, like, how do you not show, how do you give them something, but, but, you know, do it for no money because we didn't have any money and, you know, you mm-hmm. can't do like a huge effect because we don't have any money for that. Um, and, you know, and it was in this basement of this house that, you know, you, we can't really like, you know, it, we were just very limited, you know, and, and also how do you end the Blair Witch Project? You know what I mean? Right. Like, how do you, you know, how, how do you make something, how do you end it without like betraying the entire movie? Um, uh, you know, so, so you have to, you know, you have to walk that line. Um, but, you know, in, in the end, it was just kind of like, it, it was just a, 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 you know, we, we toyed with the idea of showing the witch, but it was never like a reality as far as like, you know, first of all, resource wise. And also, um, you know, I, we just thought that there's got to be a way to end this without, you know, showing the witch, you know. But I think that, you know, and, that, and this is the danger, you know, is that I think that like if somebody had come to us and said, hey, you know, here's, you know, $100,000, let's you know, do like a, you know, build a animatronic witch that comes out of the ground or, you know, out of, I mean, you know, we would have probably, you know, met, at least, uh, you know, talked about that idea. You know I mean? We, we talked mm-hmm. about all that stuff, like, you know, kind of like basic horror movie kind of, um, you know, uh, ending, you know, something like that. But um, yeah, it was just kind of like, you know, a combination of, you know, of not having the right idea and also not having any money. And I think that's part of, because obviously a lot of people were kind of pissed off about that. But then I think when once that that wears off, because I I say that about a lot of movies, and a perfect example was actually 
the remake of Blair Witch, which I actually just watched for the first time recently. And I, I actually texted April when while I was watching it, and I was like, you know what? Because I was against seeing it. I didn't want to. The original was my thing, and I didn't want to see it. So I finally watched it. And I texted April saying, oh, you know what? This really isn't that bad of a movie. It's okay. And then when I got to the ending, I texted her again and said, oh, no, movie sucked. I didn't like this ending. Like, and it's, it's, almost, it's almost like you, it, it's, imp- I feel it's impossible sometimes to come up with something good enough that would challenge somebody's imagination and all the things that it could be to where it's better off just letting them yeah. imagine it. And I think you guys were right on the money with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, it, it, and it was like, you know, it was one of these things that, um, you know, we never, you know, it was, we literally came up with that idea like three days before we had to shoot it. Um, and it was just kind of like, just how, how do you convey the idea that there is something supernatural going on, but at the same time, not have it, you know, be a freaking CGI creature, you know, Mm -hmm. coming out of the ground or whatever, you know what I mean? It could ruin it all. Or, you know, some cheesy, yeah, yeah, some cheesy shadow or, you know, You know, like, and we, you know, and, and like, you know, the, the, I think the, the only idea that like really, that, that we, that kind of got as, you know, back to the, the original question the, about the, the witch, like we had this idea of like when the camera fell, when Heather's camera fell, we toyed with the idea of like this weird kind of goat leg or something going by, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this weird, you know, kind of a glimpse of the, you know, of the horse lady. Um, but you know, it just like, for us, it was like, once we had that ending, we were kind of, you know, we kind of fell in love with it and we didn't really, you know, and, you know, and then Artisan, you know, eventually hired us to reshoot the ending and maybe, you know, re re kind of think the ending. Um, but luckily they let us, they, they let us go with the ending that we wanted. So it was, uh, and that's kind of weird too. You know, it's like that, that, that's kind of a unique thing too. You know, usually, um, the studios don't give, you know, very rarely give that kind of power to, to the you know, filmmakers. Yeah, no, I was, I was glad you guys went that route because like I said, it'll ruin it all. I, a movie I didn't even want to see and I was mad at to begin with actually won me over a little bit. And then the whole thing ruined by the ending because <laughs> like I said, it, it, it's just you're never going to please everybody, so you might as well just let everybody think what they want. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, yeah, and also, I think you know, for you know, to Adam and Simon, you know, the writer and director of the the new one, you know, to come to their defense, I mean, you know, they were, you know, the the studio kind of already had the premise, you know, uh, I mean, I'm not sure how much of it, but I'm pretty, you know, quite a bit of it, of the premise, you know, so. You know, I think that they, you know, they just wanted to push the envelope a little bit. You know, I, I don't, you know, I don't blame them for wanting to do that, you know. Um, but yeah, and, and even though it was really a, uh, you know, you know, pretty horrific and pretty, you know, very tense uh, film, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, you know, either love it or, you know, it's kind of like the Blair Witch, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, either you either hate it or you love it, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that one... Uh, that one, uh, I think, is is the same way, you know. People feel the same way about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also feel that I don't even know if you could get away with not showing what what it is behind all this and nowadays. Because like you said, when you guys made the original, it was just perfect storm, perfect time, perfect place. 
I don't know if 2018 if people would be as open to that. No, I I I, I think I think you're right. Did you have you guys seen um, Searching? Yes. No, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, I like I thought Searching was you know really cleverly done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you know, and I you know, and I didn't hate the ending. You know, it wasn't like they completely ruined the movie, but the ending of that felt a little bit, a lot like, you know, kind of a weird, I don't know, like, I don't know if it was a studio note or it seemed like it was like, I don't know if the filmmakers would have gone that way or I don't know. It it felt like a weird, but but, you know, look, it's really hard, you know, any horror movie, any movie really in general, I mean, it's the ending is, you know, one of the toughest things to, to hit, to nail, you know, and you can have, you know, like, like, you know, you were talking about earlier that so you can have people who love, you know, people love the Blair Witch ending and there's people who hate the Blair Witch ending. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, you know, it, it's, there's very few movies that kind of, you know, have, you know, universal, um, you know, uh, where the ending kind of works, especially horror movies. You know, there's always seemed to be somebody that didn't get it or didn't, you know, you know, didn't get enough information or got too much, inf- you know, you feel you got too much information. So it's always a difficult thing. So, you know, so for us, it was just, you know, mostly try to keep it in, you know, in the viewer's head as much as possible, you know, and that was, you know, and that was really the the whole, you know, idea behind the whole film, you know, it's like, how do you, you know, you, you hint at something being in the woods and something evil and some, you know, they're lost and whatever, but you don't, you know, you don't actually really see anything. You just kind of see the evidence of, you know, of what's happening, you know, and, and then you kind of have to fill in the gaps. And I've always thought that, you know, that's always seems to, you know, to be scarier than when, you know, when a movie shows the, you know, the creature immediately, you know what I mean? I think there's always like, you know, there's a, there's this anticipation, you know, saying of seeing something like that and getting all the answers. So I think, uh, you know, there's always that line. So, you know, that all filmmakers, I think, struggle with, especially the, the horror filmmakers. Yeah, and kind of going back to, like, the film, I guess, in general, um, you know, with it set in Burkittsville, which is beautiful, it was beautiful scenery, beautiful woods and everything, um, was that your first choice to take um, the story there? And uh, what inspired you um, to take it there? Did the town, um, like, were you from there? Or did you know somebody from there? Or, like, how did you go about getting into Burkittsville? Um, you know, the the thing about Burkittsville is that, <clears throat> You know the, the the film you know supposedly takes place there, but there's only one scene that was actually shot in Burkittsville. The rest was shot you know in a bunch of different areas, uh, in a few different areas. Um, but um, Burkittsville, you know, uh, we were Dan and I had you know we were we were kind of busy scouting and trying to figure out where we were going to shoot it. Which we knew we were going to shoot it in Maryland, you know, where uh, where I lived at the time. Um, because it just felt like the legend was, you know, made sense at being from Maryland and, you know, the woods have a, a certain look. So we're just driving around looking for this town, you know, the township of Blair. Um, Cause we, we knew we wanted to kind of, gr- you know, ground the, mm-hmm. the mythology in a, with a real town, you know, in a real town. And we came up, you know, we came over this hill and we saw Burkittsville and it was like, Holy crap. It's like this, you know, really idyllic, little town on top of a hill and it's literally like just a crossroad you know there's there's you know a few houses it's very very secluded um you know and uh and we were just like wow this is a cool town looking town and then it you know we 
came upon the the sign that said, you know, established 1825, and we were like, that fits perfectly mm-hmm. into our timeline, you know, into the timeline we were creating. So, you know, that was once we once we you know decided on on Burkittsville, it became you know that was one of the dates that you know we ground the reality, you know, the the, the mythology into reality. It's like, okay, you know, Blair, you know. Burkittsville used to be Blair and they changed the name to Burkittsville in 19, you know, 1825 to, because there was this curse. So it kind of fell into our mythology. So it was just kind of, you know, you know, really just, it was just this, like you were saying, it's just like this really, you know, beautiful little town, like a very kind of, you know, traditional, like this is a small town, you know, and, um, and, you know, we love the woods and the, the look of the woods behind it. So it was a very believable place where something like this, you know, might have happened, you know, might have really happened, you know. Right. And um, um, another thing I always wondered is, like, you went from, um, you know, I guess handheld cameras for the um, first film, is that correct? Yes. And then, um, of course, with the the sequel coming, there was a larger budget, I'm sure. And was there pressure having to create the storyline differently with it being, you know, from this first person, you know, handheld point of view versus this, you know, bigger budget with these better equipment and cameras and things? Well, it was, I mean, you know, um, you know, creatively, like we were not really, uh, we weren't really involved that much in Book of Shadows. Um, you know, we, uh, we executive produced it and we kind of gave our blessings and we gave notes here and there. Mm-hmm. Um but we were, uh, you know, we, we weren't like involved in that way, but, you know, obviously like the whole idea of, you know, doing a sequel to Blair Witch, like, you know, that the idea of like found footage or not found footage, that was a huge, you know, Mm -hmm. talking point as far as like, you know, and we talked to artists and, you know, a lot about that, you know, like, what do you do? Like, do you actually do a found footage movie? And they actually, when we were, you know, developing the, the sequel, we, uh, you know, they actually went out and they, they, you know, they hired some writers to actually go out and, and write some, some scripts that, you know, and, and I think, um, not sure if any of them were strictly, you know, like found footage, but they definitely had more of the original movies feel, mm-hmm. um, and then, and then the Joe Berlinger, who ended up making the Book of Shadows, came in, and then they went, kind of started going, you know, following his vision. Um, and but, but yeah, they. I mean, we toyed around with the idea of found footage. Um, it was just kind of like, uh, I think the idea of like, you know, doing Book of Shadows uh, in in a more you know traditional, um, you know, style was you know, we, it, it, you know, that was before like found footage had become found footage. You know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. basically our movie and that was it. And I think that, um, none of us knew that it was going to, I mean, you know, we all like, you know, us at hacks and the guys who made, you know, Blair Witch, we would talk all the time about, you, know, you can make a, you can make, you could use this thing that, you know, this formula that we use on Blair Witch, we could, you could do that for anything. I mean, you know, actually Spinal Tap had done it before us, you know what I mean? Like Spinal mm-hmm. Tap really is found footage, you know, if you think about it, you know? Um, so, you know, we knew it could work for comedy and we were like, man, it could work for any, anything. You could do an action movie this way. You could do, you know, more horror movies, but we always felt like, 
that we would never do it again because you know we you know we felt there was kind of a gimmick and 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 then and mm. the, the the style was developed for the movie you know what i mean yeah. um so we just felt like you know that that going you know doing found footage again for the sequel would would just not like not work so that's i think one of the you know and i think everybody agreed on that and that's the main reason why they decided to go you know with a more conventional approach you kind of explain my next question <laughs> um i mean I, I i definitely see that now the way you explained it and you know even if you showed me uh blair witch 2 without telling me what it was you know, it, it's such a different film. So, and, you know, I, yeah. obviously you guys weren't the first uh, found footage, but you were definitely the most successful. And there was such a wave yeah. of found footage movies after Blair Witch came out. And was yeah. that, I mean, you mentioned it being a gimmick, but is that kind of what deterred you guys from keeping on that route or helped do it anyway? Wait, the the gimmick part of it, or the fact that a lot of people were doing it? Well, I, um, I guess either one, because I I think they kind of go hand in hand almost, because you know, when it comes when it becomes so normal, which it was at the time, because so many people, it almost just becomes a gimmick at at, at that point. Yeah, we. I mean, you know, our thing was that like we, you know, a lot of it felt like we, you know, we are we've already done that. You know what I mean? Um. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, I think part of, uh, you know, uh, you know, as an artist, as a filmmaker, as, you know, anything like, you know, you're always trying to you know do new things. And, um, and I think that for us, it was like, you know, I'm not sure if we could ever get away with another found footage movie, you know, even though they are making a lot of found footage. But now, obviously, once they started, you know, everybody started doing it, then it was like more, you know, it just became more mainstream. And then that's what, you know, led us to do, you know, exist, which is found footage. And then, you know, our segment in VHS two, which is also found footage, you know, like we, we, you know, we love, we appreciate it, but that was, you know, we appreciate the fact that the, that the genre was growing, you know, and changing, you know, and, you know, for us, at least, you know, the, the reason for that I went back to found footage was that, you know, there was like this new kind of energy um, with, you know, new filmmakers, you know, discovering, you know, or not discovering, but like, you know, using the, you know, the same tools that we had and then kind of doing it different, differently, you know? So that was like a big inspiration for us is, you know, can we step up and do something cool, you know, and kind of, you know, change, you know, just kind of advance the genre that we started, you know what I mean? Or that we popularized. We didn't start, but we definitely popularized it. So, um, you know, and that, and that, you know, that was also Lovely Molly, that I, another film that I did. I think that was a little bit of me, like, trying to experiment a little bit with, you know, the whole, the rules of found footage. Um, you know, trying to, to uh, you know, kind of play within those, with you know, break the rules a little bit and figure out what can be done and what couldn't be done. Um, so there's definitely, you know, it's definitely something that I'm still kind of, and I'm still kind of fascinated with it. That's why, you know, I, I really appreciated uh, searching, you know, I really appreciate anything that like kind of takes um, that approach and, you know, and makes it work. You know what I mean? Because it, mm -hmm. it is, it is, you know, not, it is, it's not easy. It definitely is not easy. I think a lot of people think that sound foot, making sound footage is, is easy, but it's not. It, it, you know, has to be done a certain way or else it can go really, really wrong. Um, but uh, so, you know, uh, I'm not sure what the original question was before I started rambling, but <laughs> no, uh, you hit it. You hit it. Yeah. 
But I, I also feel that's kind of one of those things that works against Blair Witch is there was such a wave after that that if you didn't if you didn't live the Blair Witch movie and and you weren't around when it came out, you've seen like especially younger generation they've seen so many found footage movies to where it does get exhausting. Yeah. And then they get around to watching Blair yeah. Witch, and it's like, no, 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 you did that in reverse, so you just kind of screwed yourself out of enjoying it. So that's always kind of the I, – I, I defend it a lot because, unfortunately, I have Twitter, and there's a lot of you know millennials on there, and they, they – I don't know. I just feel that they didn't – they kind of got robbed of that experience, and there's just no way of getting it back with this movie. And a lot of people don't understand what it brought to that kind of found footage subcategory, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like, um, you know, to a less, you know, it's much to a lesser degree, but it's like, you know, it's like kind of like being alive when the original Star Wars came out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like only, how, how old are you guys? You know, 20, you guys 29. Yeah, yeah, so you guys weren't around for the original, so, but, no. you know, that that original, like, that was like something that had never happened before you know like the idea of like this movie completely taking over like you know kids in as far as like 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 you look at the jump in 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 people being interested in filmmaking after star wars and that was like you know like most of the people from my generation were you know are filmmakers because of star wars you know what i mean like they were inspired by that movie so i think um you know you know obviously it's like it was a product of its time but um, you know, I still feel like there, like there are people out there who like take the time and kind of because uh, I run into I run into them a lot, like the younger people, like the people because you, you know even even when it first came out, like you, know, you had to have a certain kind of patience for Blair Witch. You know, you had to have you couldn't go in there expecting there was going to be you know Friday the Thirteenth or you know the Ring. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's not gonna it's not that. So I think that it's still kind of the same way, you know, I think it, cause I, I, you know, I run into like young, you know, kids that love the movie, you know what I mean? That it scared the crap out of them and they, you know, they really get into watching it a certain way. And, you know, my mom showed it to me when I was little and this and that, and I have always, you know, just like weird fascination. So I think, I still think that, you know, for the right audience, I think it has, you know, I think it's still, you know, uh, popular at a, you know, for a certain kind of person that is open to that. Um, but, you know, I've always said that Blair Witch was like a, a little film that, you know, got too big for its britches, you know, saying like, you know, that, that there's no reason why that movie should have been out and, you know, 1500 screens and made, you know, the amount of money that it made. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing that, that had never even come close to anything like that happening before. You know what I mean? Like a movie that was like so amateurishly, you know, like so amateurishly shot and just you know that looked like a home movie you know home movie like you know like you know what i'm saying like it like it, it was this kind of weird um thing and i think a lot of people just you know you know just didn't understand it and i completely understand it i completely get it you know what i mean especially when people were saying that it was the scariest movie ever and you know it's gonna do this and that it's gonna you know scary you know scary as the exorcist and all that stuff you know um you know people went in with a lot of expectations but so you know so for us it was always this little indie movie that you know, really was made to be, to watch like, like people, uh, like really the ideal way to watch Blair Witch that still to me is VHS. You know what I mean? It's like, 
you know, or, you know, something on video and, you know, on a, on a small screen, like to me, that's like, like make it look like a TV as much as possible. And then, um, turn on all the lights and kind of, you know, just kind of let yourself go. But it, it really was meant to, you know, when Dan and I, you know, thought of this, it was like, this is, this was supposed to be something that was, you know, more, um, at home, you know, in your, in your house, you know, to creep you out in your house than, um, you know, movie theater, you know what I mean? But, you know, it, so, but it just ended up that because, you know, people, it just ended up that, that it did play in movie theaters and a lot of people saw it, you know what I mean? So it was just, uh, you know, it was a really experimental film, you know, and, uh, but, you know, it was, it was a hell of a ride and, you know, I, I wouldn't change anything. Uh, you know, it was, it was a special time for us and it, uh, it, it, it started our careers and, you know, it, it gave, gave me a livelihood and, you know, it, it, you know, and it's, it's still, you know, people like you are still interested in, oh, yeah. in hearing about it. You know what I mean, so it's, you know, it's, I feel really, you know, uh, lucky and really, you know, honored, honored to have been a part of it. You know, I admire the creativity in this so much because there was so much, it, a lot of people don't realize, um, how much it goes into making something like this. And, you know, you guys went the extra mile with them with the documentary and everything to help sell that idea. So there was so much preparation behind that. And so I've always really admired this this film as a whole, the marketing and and everything behind it because it's one of the most notable releases in my memory that um, where the marketing and the story and everything came together so well to have so many people confused and wondering, you know, and looking into it and stuff. So I've always really admired this whole this whole project oh yeah that's why i put it i i do put it up you know as high you know right up there in because it's almost like i remember being on aim messenger you know my friends and talking like oh i found this on this one i found that one i i downloaded this on napster (laughs) and like all this stuff and it was such a huge it it was fun before you even seen the movie then after you see it you want to look up even more yeah so it's I, i get what you were saying from a filming aspect maybe but what you guys turned it into was just something like like april said i've never seen before so it's like you guys did so much more than a movie. You you kind of captured at least my age range for for months upon months, <laughs> you know. So that's why I put it. I I regard it so highly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it, I'm not, I'm so you know. I mean, look, it, it's uh, it was something that we put a lot of uh, work into and a lot of love, and you know, and it's just it's really satisfying. You know, it's really uh, rewarding to hear. You know people like you guys, you know, digging, digging it so much and appreciating, you know, the, the work because you guys, you know, realize how much work it takes. Uh, but also just, I think you guys know enough that realize how much, you know, how, like you were saying, we were talking about before is how much the plants aligned on this movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, you know, and I think it's one of those things where just everything kind of happened the way it was, you know, it was supposed to happen or, you know, or, you know, to, 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 to maximize the potential of this idea that we had, you know, and, and like I said, it's like, it was, uh, you know, it, I feel really fortunate to have been, you know, even, you know, any part of it, you know what I mean? So it's cool. Oh yeah. And, um, I know we're taking up a lot of your time. I just have two more questions for you, um, that I'm kind of eager to hear your side on. Um, obviously, like I said earlier, you guys being, uh, definitely the most successful, found footage movie and kind of kickstarting the you know the genre for it 
What do you think about the the newer found footage movies? Uh, do you think they're missing anything? Do you have any favorites? Like, what are your thoughts on the newer ones? Um, I mean, you know, like I said, I mean, like I, I guess um, uh, I, I like them. I mean, I, I think found footage is like you know, I think everything else is that you kind of you know you still have to put a solid story together and you know believable characters and you know relatable characters and you have to you know so you still have to make a movie um but um i i do i really do love you know all those kind of different variations um that people have kind of come up with like you know we talked about uh searching and you know cloverfield i i really mm-hmm. enjoyed and uh, uh you know wreck I, I really like you know wreck um, was was really clever, really really well done, um, and uh, you know Chronicle was cool. You know I, I think there's you know it's it, uh, every time um, you know a new one comes out, I, I, I try to check it out. But it's you know it's cool. It's cool that uh, you know that uh, people are still you know experimenting with it and and kind of taking it. Uh, to places that I never thought, you know, you could take it. So it's cool. I mean, and, you know, like I said, it's cool that I, that I was, uh, you know, part of that, you know, but I, but I do, you know, I do like, I, I mean, I, I like, you know, uh, you know, I, I think the most of the found footage movies, uh, you know, just really clever, just really smart. Like you have to kind of figure out a lot of things in, in a found footage movie. And I think, uh, if you do it right, you can, you know, create some special, some special moments. Oh yeah. There's still definitely, there's still some as sick as I was, with the wave of it after Blair Witch, you know, there was still a lot of good stuff in there. You just kind of got to look for it, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. But my final question is, um, I was hoping you could help us with a little debate we've had on the show. Um, Are you, uh, I'm guessing you're familiar with the Texas Chainsaw movie franchise. Are you familiar with the Leprechaun franchise? Uh, I am a little bit, but not as... uh, not as uh, I'm not as an ex- ex- expert as I should be, as much of an expert as I should be. Okay. Um, but no, what, what, is there a question you guys have the, about that? There is. Um, if Texas, if uh, Leatherface and the Leprechaun were to get into a fight, who do you think would win? Uh, as ridiculous as it may be. Um, I can't quite remember what powers the leprechaun had could he i mean you know i mean you could do pretty much anything i i yeah i would imagine that the leprechaun could you know magic you know put put uh you know him uh in a in, a, in some kind of magic trap so hmm. um i would say the i would say the leprechaun would yes. win man i i, agree. I would say the leprechaun would win. i agree very much Why, the, 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 you don't agree? Oh, no, I do. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, you know, he's oh, you always don't. giving me a hard time for liking Leatherface, and he turned it into this fight, so now we we always ask every guest that comes on. And, um, <laughs> and uh, so far, I'm winning, I'd just like to say, uh, most. But, um, yeah, so you, you broke my heart yeah, there, Eduardo. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, look, it would be, it'd be, a, good, it would be a good fight. Um, but I just think the leprechaun could like, you know, put a, make a hole in the ground and that would be the end of it. You know, like, like make a, you know, be the ground open up and and the bottom, you know, leather faces where he's standing and that, you know, that'd be the end of it. I mean, he, 
if he's you know he has magic he can do whatever you know it's like that's what i've been saying it's just it's not a fair it's not a fair fight it's a mortal again you know against uh you know somebody yeah. with a, a magical creature you know you can't yeah, that's there's no competition there. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it started out more as like who's better than who, and he turned it into a fighting match. So that's where it is now. I got, uh, I got yeah, desperate. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, desperate. Yeah, yeah. But, but, <laughs> but Eduardo, we really appreciate you taking your time out to talk to us. Um, uh, is there anything you want to plug and give out uh, websites or anything you want to advertise? No, not really. I mean, you know, I'm, uh, you know, if you try to find me on Twitter and Facebook or whatever, you know, uh, but yeah, no, not really. I'm not, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just happy to be on. And then, uh, thanks for having me on, man. It was, it was, it was, uh, I had fun. Great. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. It was great to hear all of this background stuff because I've always wondered a lot of these things and it was great to hear it firsthand from you. So I appreciate you filling us in on this. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. All right, cool. All right, thank you again, sir, and you enjoy the rest of your night. All right. Thanks, guys. See ya. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that. That was... Oh, Blair Witch fucking project. What a movie. Yes. It was cool to hear, like, their little alternate... and uh, Well, not alternate ending, but their um, ideas for the endings. So that was cool because, of course, we wouldn't have known that otherwise. But, um, yeah, they were going to go a couple different ways with that. And, I mean, I guess due to, to budget, you know, that they didn't get to. But it's good that they didn't because it ended up something, you know, a lot more special, I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I, I said it all already. I mean, I this is this is in my top ten. And. I mean, the movie itself was good, but, you know, just everything that went into it, the experience, they should have named it the Blair Witch Experience, because there was so much involved. Oh, you better copyright that. There might be, there might be somebody out there trying to come steal that now. Trademark that shit. Yep. Trademark it. I'll sue people this man. I'll get yep. rich. <laughs> sue the shit out of here. I hope Todd from Alaska tried to sue the balls off him. Yeah. He ain't got nothing though, so. I'll, I'll, I'll sue him for his balls. I meant literally. I want his balls, <laughs> oh, okay. Ron. Oh, okay. In a jar <laughs> next to my bed with, oh, okay. with a little LED light on the cover. That I can turn on, <laughs> use as a nightlight, and look at Todd from Alaska's balls while I go to sleep oh. every oh, night. Boy. It's not going to be put up that much light, I don't think. Well, a... I'll keep my hand on the night table, like, right near it. So it's kind of like my hands are snuggling with it. Never mind. So... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Whew. It's late. Sorry, people. He gets, like, he gets on another level once it gets past, like, 1, one thirty. He's he's on a different mind state here. Yeah, well, it's 2.30 now. Here. So, <laughs> tired tomorrow. I'm getting a little fucking punchy. We might have to end this one this way. <laughs> yeah. I'm liable to say f Oh. Well, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yes, we need to get this we need to get this guy to sleep before yep. he causes any more um damage. Um damage. But you got to talk about some upcoming things. Oh, it's October and I love October. You know, while we were recording tonight, shout out to Paramount Paramount Network. I mean, they don't pay us or nothing, but shout out to them. They had the original It on, and I was chilling watching that, like, the whole night. 
Uh, yeah, that was fucking awesome. But I love October. We have a lot of shit coming up. We just had our anniversary episode last week, which was really dope. We had James Drew Courtney last week played Michael Myers in the new Halloween film coming out next Friday. Not this Friday. Next Friday. So get your asses out to the theaters and check it out. And listen to what James had to say beforehand because, you know, couldn't say all that much, but he gave us what he was able to give. So nice to have a little insight jumping in the hole, dismay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, jump, huh? Jumping in the hole. Doing what? In a wet hole. The hole. But oh, okay. We had that last week. Talked to Eduardo this week. That was a lot of fun. I was, like, I, I was excited about this one. Yeah, <sighs> that was a little unexpected, uh, little surprise there. He was, um, full of information. Full, full of information. Full. So, yeah. He was, was overflowing. Yeah, and we got a lot of upcoming stuff. Which, uh, of course, you were dying to, like, oh. announce for the longest time. And I, <laughs> you were even teasing it on Twitter and everything. I wouldn't let you do it, but <laughs> you finally you finally let it out. I accidentally let tweeted it, out it a couple, couple times. On accident. <laughs> I had to delete the tweet. Yeah. Just May would fucking message me, like, what the slip. fuck was that? I'm like, ah, damn. <laughs> I didn't mean it. There. Yeah, he, yeah, he did mean to. I, I didn't. He, I got excited. <laughs> yeah, excited. Uh, yeah, so, uh, next week, I don't know what the hell we're doing next week. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the hell we're doing. Hopefully I can come up with something so we don't have to listen to one of Dismay's movies and we can actually enjoy it. Oh. Uh, yeah, Dismay, what do you think about that, huh? A little zinga on the way out. Um, by the way, I don't know if you saw the tweet that you were tagged in, but I, tw- I tagged you in these tweets where People said they didn't like Scream 4, but loved High Tension. So go back what and the read those. Fuck? No. Yep. Go back and read them. I tagged you in them for a reason. I yep. haven't. Go back. To be go honest, back. my my mentions have been jammed, and I've been fuck. Mm-hmm. I've been busy. No, for real. Mm-hmm. Like that. Our whole. Mm-hmm. That's another thing we got to mention. Our whole Save Jason movement, man. Like mm-hmm. my my shit has been like. Oh, I can't. Like it's hard for me to really oh, keep look, up with it as it pocket. is. You really can see somebody, guys. No, I don't. I'm being serious. It's, it's bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm going to take a screenshot. And... Hold on. Okay. I was just on fucking Twitter, too. Okay, four. Well, fuck. I was just on Twitter, but four? it's 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2.30 in the morning, and I just was on 15 minutes ago. All right, fucker. So... Right now, it's, it's kind of slow, but shit, man, my shit's been blowing up. I had, like, yeah, I, I missed it, but I am going to go back and look, because anybody who likes high tension over Scream 4, like, oh gosh, that was hilarious. shut up, it's 2.30 in the morning, and we just announced an episode, like, wow. Yeah, I was waiting for you to prove something, because you're always wanting to pull it out and be like, hey, check this out, fucker, and I'm like, oh, man, well, there you go, but... <laughs> Dismay, I'm serious. Okay. Uh, okay. With, so right now it's four. Well, two thirty in the morning, and me just being on it like fifteen minutes uh, ago. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, at four. But uh, normally, like throughout the day, and I've been busy. I mean, we've been we've been busy. I've been busy. So yeah, no, I missed that. But I'm gonna go back and argue because uh, no, okay. no, 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 no. You got away mm-hmm. with a few of them. Whoever the hell said that? Okay. They got away well, with a couple. So shout out to. Uh, one of them was, his name was Balmer. 
give them any attention if they if that's oh, yeah their... i'm giving him a shout out hell yeah he took he he had my back and i know he'll have my back when you go start talking shit so oh, i'm gonna talk that shit you know. yeah yeah so anyway i should do it now because i'm nice and ripe right now <laughs> yeah okay Fuck around and get suspended. <laughs> you're gonna say shit that doesn't even make any sense you're just at that level of exhausted yeah so go ahead make make an ass of yourself that's all right anyway uh next week i don't know what we're doing yet uh the week after that i don't know what we're doing yet so we'll be letting you guys know on twitter maybe probably uh the week after that though we came in to october like a bull and we're leaving like a help me dismay like 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 (laughs) I'm trying to think of something fucking big enough, like Bobby's cat's balls. We're coming out of October like a T-Rex that hasn't eaten for weeks and just fucking right through. Yeah. And we're coming right through. Well, that's accurate, I guess. Extremely. You would want to explain it that way. Extremely. But yeah, it's it's, it's where you came in with a banger and we're ending with a banger. Mm Mm-hmm. October 30th, regular episode. 31st. Oh. Easy. Easy. Don't step on my toesies, this man. Oh, another double? Yeah, another double. Another double. Easy there. We've been been letting you guys know October 30th, our regular episode drops Tuesday nights. David Arquette's coming through. We're going to be talking Scream. We're going to be talking everything else he's doing. October 31st, Doug mm. Bradley, Hellraiser, oh Pinhead, goodness. Halloween special. Hellraiser Halloween, yep. Man, who else? Who else? This may. <laughs> it's late. Can somebody come help me move all this brush off? I gotta get to bed and I got all this brush to move. I'm never gonna get it done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, we, we gotta and 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 mm-hmm. and this may. Mm-hmm. I got this big thing of coffee here, and this may. Mm-hmm. Halloween night, we're gonna be doing a little movie party on Rabbit. We want you guys to come join us. Watch. We're gonna be streaming movies live. You guys voice chat mm-hmm. with us, and we can watch some stuff. And you know, we're just gonna chill for the night. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be sure that we play Texas Chainsaw. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't know, one of the remakes or something. We'll see. Hell no. No. <laughs> if you're coming to see Texas Chainsaw, stay home. It's not going to be on. <laughs> Fuck off! No. But mm. you got to get your Twitter You gotta get your Twitter thing going because uh, we'll be announcing, I don't know what time exactly yet, probably in the neighborhood of like seven-ish Halloween probably. night is probably my word? yeah between seven okay. and eight ish Halloween night Eastern time. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna be on that Jones, so you can hop on with us and watch some things and chill and and kick it with us for a minute. Yeah, it'll be fun as long as you're not choosing the movies. Like if I can be tr- be in charge of the, <laughs> the yeah, content. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe we might we <laughs> might should be watching it because it's still on right now and. To be honest, I'm not paying much attention to what we're doing. I'm watching it. I forgot John wow. Ritter was in this movie. I don't know how the hell I forgot oh, that. Geez. Let's let this guy go to sleep. Okay. Are you ready? Are you done? Not really. You got anything wanna, else? I don't want to go yet. But I have to. I know to. you don't. I'm, There's nothing else I, I can talk you, about. I know you love talking to me. 
Oh like, God. There's, there's yeah. no better way that you'd want to spend one forty, well, two forty in the morning. Yeah. Than to be recording mm. with me. Yeah. You're right. Well, let's go. Let's go. You're right. We gotta go. <laughs> wow. So yeah, we're uh, we got a lot of big things coming. Stay tuned. Stick with us. We're having fun, and we're gonna be going live soon. So get follow us on Twitter at Slasher Radio. You can follow me at Mikey's Dead, and you know keep up to date with everything that we're doing, so you don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Yeah. Don't miss it. Where can they find you, Dismay? <laughs> You always say this for last, right? Did you ever get get that uh, ghost checked out? Um, I did have, you know, well, no, I had an investigator come. You know, they took some EVPs and, you know, their people's going to get back in touch with my people's. And oh, okay. we were trying to figure out what the hell's going on. I haven't had any occurrences since the last time. Although I did okay. feel uh, I did feel something tug on my drawers the other night, but that's separate. I don't know what happened. But other than that, I think they were trying to. Other than that, nothing. Oh boy, sorry. <laughs> I felt a little like you know when like you ever just may you ever pants somebody. No, I haven't. No? Wait, 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 wait. That's not right. Wait, wait, wait. That's not right. Wait. You've never pantsed anybody ever in your whole life? No. That's mean. What? No. What what planet are you from? You've never embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I pants somebody a few weeks ago. Yeah. Like it's You're mean. No, it's things that need to Never? No. Damn. You haven't lived. So no. So the ghost well, is trying to pants you? No. I was getting I thought I figured you had pants somebody in your life. Shout out to Stevie uh-huh. Juice. <laughs> but you it's like if you go to pants somebody, you know how to like you boom pull them down? It's like uh-huh. you give a warning tug. Uh-huh. I did that to Stevie like last month <clears throat> or whenever I went up behind him and I grabbed him by the sides of his pants and I just gave a mm-hmm. little tug, it, but mm-hmm. it had a little bit of force to it, like not enough to pull the pants down, yeah. but enough to let him enough, know like a warning shot. if yeah. I wanted to, they would have come down. Uh-huh. So it was like, I gave you a freebie. Uh-huh. And it's in hopes that next time he goes to pants me, he'll remember. I could have done it, but I didn't. So that okay. was what so- I think happened to me. It was like a quick little, <laughs> and it was a. So next time you might be- get pants, you might not. Ah, fuck! I didn't think of that. Yeah. Fuck. So you, you, yeah, you better watch out. Damn. Was, so anyway, so it's safe, I guess, since you hadn't had any occurrences. I hope. Since last time. <laughs> So in any case, you can find me at dismayed 0 on Twitter. Ah, Dismay, what the fuck? Uh. <laughs> dismay, I gotta go. Okay, <laughs> I hope you'll be okay. Harry Peaches. Oh, fuck. Alright, good night from Slasher Radio. Make sure you hold your drawers.
All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast. Ready? I'm ready. Welcome to Slasher Radio. Ready? Oh, no, you have to do it again. No, I don't. Do it again. No, everyone's going to hear you fucked no. up the intro. No, dude. <laughs> you sure? You ready? Yeah, go ahead. You're not no, going to ruin it? Welcome to Slasher Radio. It's, it's our one year anniversary. No, it's not, motherfucker. What? Last- wow. Oh, oh, no, I messed it up. <laughs> I'm leaving this. Okay, well. Uh, all right, you ready to wrap it? Yes. Okay. Wrap it up, please. Wrap it up. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, all right, all right. All right. We back. We back. Now do it one more time. Do it one more time. Wrap it up.